Welcome to Native Yoga Toddcast. I'm so happy that you're here. My goal with this channel is to bring motivational speakers to the mic with the intention of inspiring and uplifting you. We hope you enjoy. How are you doing? I'm so happy that you're here. I'm excited to bring to you today Julie Allen. Julie's a friend of mine who is a yoga teacher and she also is a volunteer and paddler at an event called Crossing for Cystic Fibrosis. And so this is going to be my second year participating on June 26th. We launch on our paddle boards off the beach in Bimini at midnight and make the 80-mile paddle from Bimini in the Bahamas across the Gulf Stream, arriving somewhere between 12 to 16 hours later at Lake Worth Pier in Florida, South Florida. And so it is an incredible event that we are fundraising for Cystic Fibrosis Warriors. If you get a chance to go back to episode number 32, the title is Bold in the Face of Fear with Travis Suit. Listen to that one. He's the founder of Piper's Angels, and he created this event to raise awareness, to do something that's next to impossible, to raise awareness, to help bring attention to the cystic fibrosis community. I had a life transformative experience in my first uh, year of participating in 2019. Had signed up for 2020 and that got canceled, but now it's on for 2021. And I want to share with you uh, this conversation that I had with my friend Julie Allen, who she had pra- she had participated the year before me, and so when I heard about this event, I was so intrigued, and it sounded absolutely insane and impossible, which got me thinking, I wonder if I could do this, and um, I'm hooked. I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, to be honest, but I'm also excited, and so... I'm going to put the links in the description that you can visit Julie on her Instagram, which is at J-A-H-A-R-T-S, so like Julie Allen uh, with an H and then arts, so jaw arts. And then you can also go to her website, which is the same, jawarts.com, J-A-H-A-R-T-S.com. And I'm going to encourage you guys, if you're inspired at all to help out and donate, I'm going to leave Julie's uh, donation page. And if you give a dollar or $5, or we have very generous donors sometime give up to $500. I have a very generous donor this year who donated $5,000. Any little bit helps. And I just want to let you know as well that I originally was super intrigued about the paddle experience and I had a friend when I was growing up who had cystic fibrosis and I was close to it and I saw how difficult it was for him to live with the disease. 
And so the process of being involved in the crossing and seeing the other cystic fibrosis warriors that were also paddling and the amount of appreciation that they extended to us for doing something like this to try to help raise funds for these families that have children that are having a hard time affording the costs that come with medical care. They were so appreciative, the amount of love and support that they extended, I was overwhelmed. I was absolutely overwhelmed. It was it was such a heart-opening experience. And on top of it, you do a radical physical journey that takes you to somewhere different. So um, anywho, I want to encourage you to support Julie's page. It's at crowdrise.com slash namaste dash afloat which I'm going to have in the link as well. So uh, send Julie a little donation, which goes straight to Piper's Angels, and uh, she'll, be, she'll be stoked. All right. Well, I feel like that's all of the office work I had to do to get us, start, <laughs> get us ready here. So, man, send me an email, uh, info at nativeyogacenter.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. If you're in South Florida and you want to cheer us on, come down to the Lake Worth Pier. On Sunday, the 27th, uh, go to our website. I'll have links for you to, you can follow all the paddlers via GPS on a little map when the event's happening and you can see our progress across the Gulf Stream. And with all that being said, um, let's just go ahead and get started. Welcome, my friend, Julie Allen. Welcome, Julie. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> we're just laughing about the fact that we're hanging out in a room, uh, talking like we're just chatting casually, but we have microphones in front, of our, <laughs> in front of our faces. I probably should have told you I ate a bunch of chocolate before I came oh, in to make me extra chatty. I, I do know how <laughs> that affects you. Having had the chance to go paddling with you before, stocking up with supplies and me saying, do you want chocolate? And you saying, I better not. I probably shouldn't do that. Um, well, I'm really happy that you're here. Thanks. Um, in person as well, because it's always fun to do this where I can actually see you and yeah. communicate. Um, and for everybody listening, uh, Julie, you are a yoga teacher. And you do lots of things, but the way that I know you most is from uh, yoga, also from massage therapy, and you're a massage therapist, licensed massage therapist to be official. And also I know you because you've inspired me a bunch to join up for the Crossing for Cystic Fibrosis, which was back in 2019 and now coming up in 2021. So I wanted to invite you in to just kind of pick your brain about how you synthesize your yoga practice and teaching and how that blends in with your paddling experience and your paddle adventures that you do. So on that note, I'm curious, how is your yoga practice these days? Like what are you, what are you doing and what's happening? Um, it is not studio based at all. Uh, I roll out of bed onto my mat and lay there for a while. And sometimes I move around more. Sometimes I move around less and, um, depends on how much working out or paddling I've done. Like sometimes yeah. the laying is what my body really needs. Yeah. Um, so that's what it looks like. It's every morning. Yeah. Um, sometimes it includes like Instagram posts, but most of the time it's just laying on my mat and, Drinking tea and like starting my day. And I'm a real slow starter because again, with the 
with the stimulants and the caffeine, like I can't drink a cup of coffee and get out the door. (laughs) (laughs) I have to roll around on the floor, (laughs) literally wake my body up. And, um, so that's what my, my personal practice looks like. And then, um, my teaching also feels like a whole other kind of practice. And those both classes I teach are outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, one is only on paddle boards. The other one is land or paddle board optional. Yeah. And, um, those are just, those are really beautiful. Um, nice. I feel like I don't do a lot of demoing while I'm teaching, but I just feel like I really get to connect with the, the nature and my students while I'm out there doing that's, that. That's awesome. I'm not sure how many people listening have tried yoga on the paddleboard before but it's super fun my first thought is how do you lead a class where you're on land or paddleboard at the same time because what i found being on a paddleboard is the wind blows the group disperses into a wide playing field out into the water how is somebody on land participating in this as well it is a unique venue so Shepherd's Park in Stewart has a little lagoon with a boardwalk around it. Mm. And so the boardwalk's pretty wide and the students set their mats up on the boardwalk. Um, and then the paddleboard students have anchors and they're inside the lagoon. Nice. Um, and then I try to situate myself upwind mm. so that I can holler at everybody in that space. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's a, it's a super unique venue that, um, Zeke's, uh, who have a shop right across the street from Shepherd's Park, had invited me into, and we were doing it every other week for the past couple years, and then this year we're doing it every week. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Um, You know, obviously, I'd just like to mention and talk about the crossing for cystic fibrosis. It's a 80-mile paddle from Bimini in the Bahamas to Lake Worth, Florida, and you can go about the journey by either doing like uh, solo, like you attempt to paddle yourself all the way across. You can paddle anything. It can be a stand-up paddleboard. It can be a kayak. It can be a water bike. It can be like pretty much prone paddling as well where you lay on your stomach and you literally like, like your surfboard paddling all the way across, which is that beyond seems challenging. It <laughs> seems so wild Like to there's me. only a few people that even dare to do it. <laughs> Um, and, uh, in 2018, I remember hearing about it and thinking, what a crazy challenge. And I remember calling you, Julie, and just being like, what is up with this? Like, did you do it? And you were like, yes. And I just had a thousand questions for you. I was just like, you know, really. I was so excited every time you called. <laughs> I was like, how do you, you know, because there's so much logistics that go involved in terms of your nutrition, in terms of the fact you're paddling at night, the fact that the conditions can be windy, it can be glassy, it can be. You have to have a captain, you have to have a boat, you have to have so many things go into the picture. But I guess the reason really is that we're fundraising for an organization called Piper's Angels, which helps to um, bring funds for the cystic fibrosis community. And for those of you that are not familiar with cystic fibrosis, um, it is a life-threatening illness that affects usually the lungs. And... Um, The community of cystic fibrosis warriors, as they're called, is just an incredible group of people that like the fact when they see that you're trying to do something to help 
it just the the community feeling is just unbelievable it's such an amazing experience so with all that being said can you tell me what your first crossing was like stay with us we'll be right back welcome to the alchemy of natural healing i'm your host laurel dewey True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. The first crossing was beautiful. It was glassy. There was no wind. Um, it was it was so easy. And it was my first time doing an endurance event. So like 11 hours in, I was on the boat and I was done. Um, it was the furthest I'd ever paddled in my life. So I felt pretty good about that, even though mm-hmm. I didn't make it all the way across. Mm-hmm. And um, the image that's in my head constantly from that that journey is sunrise where like everything's peak and orange and the sky's reflecting into the water and i'm just like we're in the middle of the ocean at sunrise and like look how beautiful this is and um i think that that experience um sits with me even through all the trials and tribulations of like all the following years and all the following logistics that go with it like that year was really easy Mm. um logistic wise a lot of things were taken care of because the the event itself was so small Mm. um but it's it's grown exponentially which is amazing because there's so many more people involved and we're raising so much more money yeah and um but like what you were saying also with the community like my my heart was just like oh that that's what drew drew me into it was Mm community yeah that's cool mm. yeah when you told me or when i saw pictures from the event like the glassiness of the water and the sunrise photos it looked really stunning looked and inviting. magical yeah it looked inviting <laughs> so my follow-up question <laughs> is what was your second crossing like <laughs> uh i don't have a lot of positive words for that one <laughs> i don't even have words that i think i can say on air for that one um, I had a lot of complications with my, my boat and captain. And then on top of that, the conditions themselves were mm. uh, not ideal. Mm. You know, it wasn't dangerous to us as paddlers. Like it wasn't a small craft advisory, mm-hmm. but it was difficult. It was we rough. had waves from multiple directions. We had wind from a like not very optimal direction. And, um, I'd never been seasick on my paddleboard before, but I was throwing up before the sun came up and I was on the boat and done by, mm. by sunrise. Yeah. And, yeah. um, that was, it was such a contrast. Mm. It was such a contrast. Um, so it was not ideal. Yeah. It was not, um, not my favorite thing ever you know i yep. um i felt tested in like every way possible mm. and um so hoping this year like maybe there's a equal middle or we can just <laughs> yeah. go back to the be- the beginning first experience <laughs> of like amazing and blissful and 
calm. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? Uh, just uh, so everyone's familiar, it got canceled last year for obvious reasons. Um, this year, it's it's up and running. Uh, I'm really excited to participate again. This will be my second time. Yeah. I joined in on the last one, which I had visions of grandeur from watching <laughs> pictures that you'd, you'd posted, Julie, and all these like incredible <laughs> blog pieces. And, uh, ama- you know, I was like, wow, looks so amazing. And uh, yeah, it was super challenging. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you. But I, I, um, I'm curious, why do you keep doing it? Uh, I think that the community aspect keeps me coming back. Mm. I like, I like the service aspect. I like to be a part of something that's bigger than like, you know, my regular everyday routine of like stuff. And, um, so I definitely feel drawn towards some sort of usually nonprofit organizations that I resonate with. And like, Mm. if you get paddling helping people gathering having events and all of this stuff is kind of up my alley and so i definitely am um constantly feeling drawn to be more involved in whatever way possible yeah that's awesome did you have any second thoughts about or was it 100 percent in right off the bat where you're like i'm I'm going again totally totally in um I uh, I think this might be my last year trying to do it solo. Mm. And if I don't make it across, I don't make it across. Like, yep. I yep. just kind of just feel old all the time. And I, <laughs> I don't really think I'm that old. But, like, when I'm training, I'm like, gosh, this is, this is painful. It's so painful. <laughs> just, uh, what, can you explain what happens to your feet when you stand up on a paddleboard without walking and you stand with your two feet planted and you go for a good 10 hours straight? What, what do your feet start to feel like? <laughs> they start to feel disembodied. <laughs> they, they, they no longer feel like being connected to the brain that's telling them to do that. And oh they start to ache and cramp and, and go numb. And I, um, I actually, I started seeing a chiropractor a little while ago. So that, like my spine's probably fine, but you know, they do all the things there, but I go because I want them to like adjust my feet because mm. that's just like yep. the most amazing thing to have yep. them like shake them and pull them a little. And yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. All right. Yep. Ready for another couple hours of paddling here. Right. Right. Um, but I also end up taping my feet up. The tape doesn't last the whole distance, but I mm. usually end up using some sort of like KT tape or whatever, you know, like kind of stuff. Yeah. That's cool. I, so on the level of, what sort of elements in yoga have you drawn from to help you in an endurance event like like the crossing? Um, a lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. I would say that the the biggest one would be the physical stuff. Um, in a in a yoga practice, a lot of times what I'm doing is trying to like get back into my body, feel where the imbalances in my body are, and um take on movements or positions that kind of open or balance those. Mm. And so while I'm paddling, I like to feel all my joints moving smoothly and efficiently. Mm. And like if I'm paddling too fast, that doesn't happen. If I'm paddling too slow, I kind of like lose track and forget about it. And so like Mm. keeping a a consistent pace helps me feel like my shoulders, my hips, my knees and my ankles, like everything moving together to like create this power and propel myself forward and um 
it feels like a really slow, steady vinyasa practice. Mm. Like in a vinyasa practice, like if my body's not moving smoothly, it's actually really painful and uncomfortable and my everything else gets out of whack. From yeah. there, my brain yeah. is like, what are we doing? Why is this happening? Why did you show up here? Mm. Um, and then moving meditation um, is usually in my experience, usually something that's done like a little bit slower, usually like a walk in nature. But I definitely feel like I'm a moving meditation. Like I'm just breathing, I'm moving, I'm feeling my joints moving consistently and evenly in a well-balanced way. And my brain is just like, I count. Mm. I don't know why Mm -hmm. I'm counting. Mm -hmm. I'm not counting Mm -hmm. anything particular, but I'm counting Mm. my strokes. And Mm -hmm. I don't remember the counting I do, but I'm counting one side and the other. And I'm just... Um, and so all of this, this stuff just like grounds and centers me. Yeah. And, um, and then I sometimes start to feel really like belligerent and angry and I'll come back to like my why <laughs> of like, okay, why am I yeah. even doing this? Yeah. Why did I sign up for this? Yeah. Usually yeah. happens about four hours in, I'm mm-hmm. um, like, this is the worst idea I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. Why did I do this again? I've done this before Mm -hmm. and I had this experience Mm -hmm. before of like not wanting to be here anymore. And I have to come back to that. I'm here because that community, that, um, that karma, uh, service aspect, like I'm here suffering because the, the people that we know with cystic fibrosis suffer so much more than this every day that this is okay. I'm going to suffer for a whole day and I'll be fine. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's an, there's an audience ready to catch me on the other side. Like just keep going. Yeah. It'll be okay. And so I have to come back to that several times. Yeah. I'm ready to be the, uh, the (laughs) cheerleader for the people on my paddling boat. They're not necessarily yogis. And so I'm ready to like, yeah, Yeah. be ready to cheer on and be like, but wait. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm hoping, I hope they have some, some secrets so that they are helping cheer me on too. Yeah. That's cool. What what have you learned from the cystic fibrosis community? Um, I already knew that there was an importance of breath, but that became such a um, so much more dramatic. Mm. Um, being more involved in that, yeah. that that they they don't take their breath for granted, and I feel like you know a lot of leisure time spent. You know, we we don't really notice our breath. We don't really notice how important and sustaining it is. And so mm. when we when I interact with other people that have cystic fibrosis, I can I can hear the the struggle in their breathing. I can, or you know sometimes it's more visible, like they have mm. um, like breathing tubes and things like that. And it's. Um, it reminds me how lucky I am to have healthy lungs Mm. and it reminds me how much we take for granted. Yeah. And, um, and I, I constantly feel inspired by, by everybody that is, is a part of it, whether it's a person with cystic fibrosis or family or friends that are supporting them of how strong they are and how brave everybody is. Yeah. So I don't even remember your original question. That was it. That was the answer. What, what have you like? What have you gleaned from being around that community? Mm. I would agree. Definitely the breath element for sure. Yeah, it's it's incredible that to think that it would be challenging to to get air in the body. So I hear you. That brings that appreciation. 
for how, like you said, the simple things about how luck, things that we just take for granted. Yeah. That, that we, if we just bring appreciation to it, could yeah. make life a little more enjoyable, really. In the, yeah. In the, yeah. Um, that's really cool. Do you, can you give us, can you tell me about a paddle event and it doesn't have to be the crossing. It could be like just a training paddle where you've seen something in nature that just blew you away. You already mentioned the sunrise on the middle of the ocean, but have you had any reaction with wildlife? Um, Sometimes I'm ch- I've been doing a lot more intervals and a lot less distance the past mm-hmm. like month or two. And so mm-hmm. I'm not looking around as much. Instead, I'm like, I have like headphones and music. I have like a timer. I have like a thing beeping at me and reminding me to go on the next thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it creates a little bit more stress in the body. And it also, um, the reason why I'm doing it is to like force my body to look for oxygen. Mm-hmm. And so what I've found is that as I'm making these intervals harder, that my body's really strong mm. and um but i i'm very focused there's not a lot of wildlife yeah but i did see i was on a three minute break between intervals uh last weekend and i looked up while i'm like shoving like nutrition into my mouth and like texting my boyfriend to be like okay i'm on another break i'll be done in like an hour and a half yeah and i look up and there's a dolphin and i was like Oh, hey, (laughs) hey, okay, (laughs) back to the grind. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. But speaking of dolphins and wildlife, at that yoga paddleboard uh, class at Shepherd's Park, sometimes a bagpiper comes and plays their sunset uh, um, tradition, Cool, and it definitely calls the dolphins. That's amazing. So we see a lot of dolphins in that class looking over the St. Lucie River. Nice. Mm. That's cool. Um, I think that's probably one of the best things about paddling and being out there is that you're actually in the elements and Mm -hmm. staying connected with nature and definitely see things that you won't see if you're at home on the couch. (laughs) I mean, like you can watch the nature (laughs) channel, but it's just not the same when you see it right there. It's so, it's so much more visceral and, uh, and, um, awe inspiring. What, when you're doing paddleboard yoga, what aspect of that do you think is, I mean, obviously that's unique in relation to being in a room on a mat, stable ground. What, why, why do you do paddleboard yoga? Cause I like nature right. and I really <laughs> like, I like, I like all the birds that come around mm. and, um, the class I have here in Jupiter, we don't use anchors, and we literally like hang out in the bushes a lot. Uh, yeah. The mangroves, <laughs> depending on the tide, we're kind of like in the leaves, or sometimes we're under the leaves. Mm. Um, my intro to the class is like, okay, so at the end of class, I'm gonna like nudge you over to some trees so you don't float away, and um, also while you're practicing, if you end up with snails or crabs on your board, like they can stay there, just don't smush them, and if you don't want them, brush them into the water. And I, I like that we can be that close that that actually happens. Yeah. Um, sometimes we have fish jumping on the boards, which is super traumatizing to the students. But to me, I'm all, I get like super giggly and excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, look, there's fish. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> do, do you come across students being scared of wildlife like sharks or if they were to fall off and land on a stingray? Do you have people that feel real nervous and freaked out sometimes? Uh, yeah, they're mostly afraid of alligators, which mm. there's not alligators in any of the parts where I teach, but that's a very common 
thing to people that aren't uh, really used to water sports around yeah. Florida is they are really concerned about alligators first, sharks second. Um, I don't do a whole lot of walking around or off the board, so we're not usually yeah. concerned about stingrays. Um, yeah. But if I do like an eco tour and we're walking around, I'm like, all right, shuffle your feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make sure you scare away the stingrays. And that gets a couple people back on the board sometimes. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I have seen a shark in a paddleboard yoga class. Like we were at the beginning. I was like, okay, everybody put your feet in the water. And I'm looking across like a, a pretty narrow boat channel. And I see something and I was like, that was a shark fin. All right. If you don't like sharks, put your feet back on the board. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, oh, I was like, it was <laughs> over there and it was really small. But I'm just saying that I saw one. And so then the other class is like, where? I'm like, over there somewhere. <laughs> it's definitely gone. But <laughs> yeah, there's that moment where you're like, should I have said anything? Like maybe I should just let that one go and be more like everybody bring your feet up because let's just dry out our toes, wiggle them around, feel the sun. There's yeah. so there's half my classes yeah. are avid water people and they are like excited for everything, like whether it's jellyfish, sharks, stingrays, um, barracuda, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and then the other half is is really new and so they're like i've tried to normalize mm. wildlife even mm. if it's like you know slightly scary wildlife yeah just to be like really matter of fact about like what's hanging around and what's yeah you know yeah. like most of the time it's just like birds that are gonna like jump out of the bushes make their scared sound <laughs> and scare us too <laughs> <laughs> and it's good luck if they poop on you too right <laughs> right that has never happened in a class has that happened in any of your classes uh i don't know i can't say yes to that but i have been pooped on by a bird but i've never i don't know if it's been by by yoga but i always i think it's funny when you say oh it's good luck you know i'm, <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> like, I'm gonna have good luck today i, got I tell them on. if the yeah. fish hit them it's good luck <laughs> Because we, like in Shavasana, a lot of times the mullet get really curious and they start like hopping out of the water and, you know, like the splashing creates a little bit of, of paranoia to somebody who's like floating around in an unstable, unknown environment and then they're splashing. So they want to look around and like, if it lands on you, it's good luck. Don't worry. Oh, that's classic. They're they're not, they're not convinced you most of the time, but, um, right, right. I feel like sometimes people show up and say, well, I've done yoga before, but I've never paddleboarded. Some people show up and say, I've paddleboarded, but I've never done yoga. Sometimes people show up and say, I've never done yoga before. I've never practiced yoga or paddleboard. Yeah. Usually that's when I go, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, do you, how do you encourage people to overcome their fears when it comes to going out of their safety zone? Well, I feel like a lot of times if they've signed up for the class, they've already taken a big step outside of their safety zone. So um, I usually give them like a real quick, like how to hold the paddle, where to stand on the board. And um, in both of my classes, I'm not the one launching them. So the person launching them gives them a little bit further instruction. Mm. And at that time, they start asking about the dangerous animals and um, or falling in. And I'm like, my classes are really chill. There's a lot of levels and you're not likely to fall in unless you want to. Yep. And if we're doing something that I think you're really unstable, I'll like tell you, put your sunglasses away so you don't lose them. And yep. that's your cue. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and they're usually like, all right, okay. And they're like, and then they're on the water and, um, you know, I tell them like, okay, paddle in a circle, paddle in a straight line. The rest of the class is getting on boards and, um, that's usually yeah. their intro. Yeah. Um, 
I do a whole other like intro once we paddle away to a different spot of like, mm. you know, we don't have a room, so I don't have directions. Mm. We have the nose of the board and the tail of the board. We have a handle and like this is yeah. pretty much all I'm going to have for directions yeah. for you because they also all end up in a different facing different directions too. Yeah, that's um, cool. It's it's a dynamic, isn't it? It's it's a very uh, it's a very dynamic situation. Yeah. Um, it's it's way easier to me than like planning a classroom class and having to deal with a playlist though. Yeah. Like playlists are yeah. really challenging yeah. for me. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> there's something about, yeah, the elements will ensure that there's going to be action no matter what almost mm -hmm. versus like you said, if you come into a, a neutralized environment that's like controlled, you know, you have that thought sometime of like, how will I entertain people and yeah. how am I going to keep them interested? And like you said, playlists and stuff. Whereas when you're outside, and the wind's blowing. That's all you need. Yeah. For a good time. <laughs> yeah. You have the blue herons that are getting startled, <laughs> making some sounds, the osprey <laughs> making some sounds, the fish jumping. That's right. <laughs> the participants screaming, you know. That's cool. <laughs> I, I'm curious, you know, this is actually, uh, well, one thing prior to doing the crossing as well, so I had never done an endurance event, not of that sort of caliber. And learning about nutrition was a really just, big learning lesson in terms of how to try to figure out not to cramp up, mm. how to just know, like, if I eat too much, sometimes that doesn't work. If I don't eat enough, that doesn't work. Like, it's, it's challenging when your body's working like that to figure out, like, the correct or proper yeah. amount of nutrition. What have you learned about this over the years? That even though I do not like to eat sugar, that it's usually the easiest and best way mm. to get that into my body, yeah. to get those calories and that energy, um, to have something that burns quickly and fast like that. Mm. And so I was resistant to it the first year. Like I was like, no, I'm not putting all this what I called crap into my body, but now I'm eating like the endurance gummies from the store across the street. And yeah. I'm like, these are great. These yeah. work so <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> Good point. I, hear well, I just discovered um, Jelly Belly makes like these energy beans or something. Mm -hmm. They have ones that are caffeinated and non-caffeinated. Yeah. And the non-caffeinated ones taste just like jelly beans uh -huh. and they come in a little resealable pouch. And I'm uh -huh. like, this is so much plastic waste, but gosh, this is so convenient. They have a zipper on them and everything. <laughs> I hear you. I just got turned on to those little waffles, stinger waffles. Oh my right? God, I love I, I them. Bought. They have so many flavors. <laughs> <laughs> They're like so naughty good. Like now, now I just want to throw them in my backpack when I go to, you know, go off for gosh. the day to work. I'm like, yeah. I'll just live on these things. But so I, I know, you know. <laughs> I have to keep them in my car so that when I'm at home and I want cookies, I'm not eating them. Right? I'm telling you, there, there is an element where you do have if you're burning that many calories you have to get the calories coming in yeah relatively quick yeah um that's cool what about in the yoga realm i mean you probably never find that you're needing to focus on nutrition not on that level in relation to your yoga practice but any tips or advice or thoughts there ask the question again <laughs> if you're excluding doing endurance events and you're looking at something like practicing yoga mm. right and say you're going to like practice for an hour or mm. an hour and a half what have you noticed in terms of like diet and nutrition that helps your yoga and or hurts it um well because i'm practicing first thing in the morning i'm not usually on an empty stomach um usually i start to get hungry like about halfway through and if i can't 
like if I plan to be there a while longer, I'll have some fruit yeah. while like in, like I'll take a break in the middle and have some fruit. Yeah. Um, otherwise it's fruit first thing as soon as I'm done yeah. and then wait a little while and then have an actual meal. Yeah. Um, I might be transitioning to orange juice because that seems to be like I can drink it while I'm practicing and I don't have to like stop and eat it. I don't really, yeah, it's kind of new. That's cool. That's, that's, a, good a, idea. that's a new transition. That's a good one. Um, when I'm practicing in the evenings, um, I usually go to Mary's house on Monday nights or Mary's class at the lighthouse on Monday nights. And, um, I just have to make sure I don't eat too soon. Yeah. But I try yeah. to eat real healthy, yeah. excluding yeah. the exercise snacks with sugar in them. I try not to eat sugar because I think I have arthritis. Mm. But if I don't mm. eat sugar, I don't have it. So yeah. I'm yeah. not really sure what's going on. But that's sugar seems to be a thing that I, yeah. you know, I try to avoid it when yeah. I can yeah. um, outside of the endurance stuff. Gotcha. Mm. That's cool. Um, what I know, I, I kind of I want to touch upon massage therapy because. I love massage and practice it as well. And I finally have someone I can talk to about <laughs> yeah. um, what, how is your massage practice going these days? Actually, let me back up a little bit. Where are we? It is May. Let me make sure I get my day right. It's May 24th, 2021. We're during 2020. Were you practicing massage with COVID? Because one things I, one thing I found that when we were, forced or, cl or told to shut down the studio was in March 17th of 2020. So a little over a year ago, mm -hmm. um, being a yoga teacher that goes up and offers assists, which means, you know, hands on and being close mm -hmm. and being a massage therapist, which obviously I'm not a Reiki practitioner. Like I actually touch, yeah. use my hands, my feet, my knees, everything. Um, I felt like the rug got ripped out from underneath me in terms of my career. I, I felt like I, every, I just never imagined it. I never imagined. I always thought like, okay, people are going to go more into technology and computers. But one thing a computer will never be able to do is do a good massage. Like people are right. always going to need touch. People are always going to need, will enjoy assists in a yoga class. And then all of a sudden that just got completely flipped. Um, yeah. what was your experience with coming to terms and dealing with all that and, and processing all that. Um, I also had that like, oh my God, I don't have any applicable skills. <laughs> <laughs> like I, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to stay home now. Um, yeah. I, so I became very agoraphobic. I was mm. very afraid of people mm. and crowds. I wasn't afraid of open spaces, um, which is, part of the definition of agoraphobia, but I was definitely not interested in leaving my house unless I had to. Mm. And uh, my roommate and I actually had some conflict because he's very active and outgoing and really needed, he needed to go paddling. So the beaches were closed and he's like hopping over barricades to get in the ocean. And I'm all like, no way they'll yank my massage license. If I'm caught trespassing, like, no, I'm just going to stay home and sulk. And I'm fine with that for now. Like this is scary and it's weird. And this is probably the best thing for me. And, um, as things started to open again and, um, I don't remember the, really the timeline of it, but probably like into like June, July ish, um, my office was available again and it was, it's always by appointment. So it's not like we have the doors open and people walk in to make appointments like a spa or anything. So we were 
under all these strict protocols of like cleaning and sanitizing everything, spacing the appointments so there's no overlapping. Everybody wears masks while they're in the space. And we weren't really sure if we were supposed to be operating or not Mm -hmm. because there was a real gray area with the health department. Mm -hmm. Um, I had one massage therapist that was like, what do you mean you're practicing? Our office is closed. I'm like, I think it's up to the person who owns the office whether they want to take that risk or not. Mm -hmm. And we have, I had clients that were like, are you doing massage yet? I'm like, no, not, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. yet. I had some people that were closer friends that I was like, I can come to your house and do it. But like, you know, got to wear masks and like, you know, I don't like, this is all really nerve wracking. So I'm not really sure, but like, let's just be as safe and careful as possible. And it was, it was slow going through the summer. Yeah. And, um, as we started to get into like the fall and start building into season, like it started to build a little bit in like, I don't know, like October is usually really slow for me anyways, but I started to notice that like people were starting to come down for the, you know, like a little bit delayed and people that were here and kind of like hanging out in their house were starting to go, they were getting bored of being home is what it was. They were starting to get sore from sitting on the couch. They were getting bored of being at their house all the time. They wanted to resume normalcy, but there wasn't a lot of structure for that. And, um, then I was, I had so much free time still. So I was doing a lot of art. Yeah. I was doing a lot of watercolor painting. Cool. I, I banged out like a cup, like probably 200 pieces of art nice. in like that year time yeah. frame. Yeah. And now I'm all like, oh man, I just want to like lay on the floor and make some art again. But I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah. um, January hit and I started training for the crossing. Yeah. So I like marked off my calendar. Like I don't work on Saturdays anymore because I'm going to train on Saturdays. Yeah. And everybody wanted a massage all of a sudden. Like mm-hmm. my, I'm booked out like a couple yeah. weeks at this yeah. point. I know that was awesome. When I contacted you to do this, you had said, look, uh, we need to book this like a month from now. So so glad we, yeah, this, that we're here now. We planned for it. (laughs) That's, that's, that's cool. How, how is your quote unquote agoraphobia? I I was vaccinated. Um, I'm two weeks, no, three weeks post my second Moderna vaccination. Mm -hmm. And I am just so happy to hug people all the time. Yeah. I went to a crossing meeting and it was the first one I'd been to and I'd been avoiding them because it's really uncomfortable for me to go into space, look at somebody, look in their eyes, touch my heart and be like, not going to touch you because like I'm scared and all these things start happening and my brain starts going a little too like whatever. And so I was just abstaining from meetings altogether. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have to make all those decisions all at once. Mm -hmm. And um, so I went to a crossing meeting and I hugged a bunch of people. And then um, I just was like, oh, it's so nice to hug people. Yeah. Um, Right before I came here, I went to a friend's house. I haven't touched her or been in her house or less than like 10 feet away from her in a year. And um, hugged her, like got to touch her child's arm and like go in her house and pet her dog and stuff like that. And it was like, it was really... So moving that like mm. she, she, her father's elderly lives with them and like yeah. she was protecting her family. Like, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't mad yeah. about it, but I was yeah. definitely heartbroken over it, yeah. you know? And yeah. I feel like I have a lot of those experiences coming up, um, to, to like meet and just even walking in here and hugging you. It's really yeah. the first time I've seen you in person in probably a year as well. Yeah. It has and, been a little longer even, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. And because I wasn't coming to classes with any kind of regularity, but I yeah. was in here like every yeah. month or so, Yeah, you know, get my, get yeah. my hug, yeah. get my yoga practice yeah. and yeah. whatever. That's right. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that you're feeling feeling <laughs> the upswing. <laughs> yeah. Again. yeah. Yeah. What an interesting time, right? It. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah, yeah. Super weird. I um also in that I went through a breakup and then met a new person and mm. got into a, a another serious relationship and that was really strange to be in a relationship and like holding on to it out of fear of being alone Mm. and eventually realizing it's time to let go of it and moving into a new one where we had to talk about everything first of like, Hey, let's meet up. And it's like, let's go somewhere outdoors. Mm. And like, Mm. I don't know if I want to share germs with you yet. (laughs) And, um, and then like evolving through that and being like, okay, well, I like to wear masks all the time or going to restaurants in a different town mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. like a sign that says, mm-hmm. we don't wear masks, you can do mm-hmm. what you want and having mm-hmm. to be like, mm-hmm. let's go pick another place. Yeah. That's not, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I hear super yeah. weird. I hear ya. I hear ya. I, I do, I do think that it's going to be for our betterment. Mm-hmm. What's, I remember when we were in the Bahamas for the crossing and I saw uh, Gunther, who's one of the uh, crossers as well, who has cystic fibrosis, Gunther Schwartz, and he had a red bracelet on and I had no idea mm. what or why or, you know, I just noticed it. And then I had given a handshake to another cystic fibrosis uh, warrior came back over to Gunther and just kind of put my hands on his shoulders and was just like, yeah, Gunther, what's going on? Man? And he's like, wow, you know, you, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, like the, the you see these red bla- bracelets that we have on. I'm like, oh yeah. And he's like, that's so we know that the other person has cystic fibrosis and cystic people that have cystic fibrosis will typically try to stay five or six feet apart from each other so because of the way that germs can work with the the lungs that it can cause them to get really ill if they share a germ that um has gotten really intense for them and so i was blown away i was like really you can't go near each other and no they they're not able yeah so and then i remember and that was like really the first time i saw people even wearing face masks to be honest because there was another person that was there doing the check-in that had a mask on and i'm like what's that you know like well if they feel like they have any sort of cold or whatever they're doing that to protect the other cystic fibrosis warriors so that you know Mm -hmm. they won't spread anything to them and i just remember contemplating all that and just being like wow that's just so heavy yeah, you know, thinking that was so heavy. So when we were needing to do it, and we were needing to be six feet apart and not able to work, and all these different things, I just um, having had that prior exposure helped me to process the challenge of all of it because I thought if these guys can do this every single day, then it's no problem for me to do it for however long we have to. Yeah, you know, it's it's not. Yeah. So I think it helped help me keep it in perspective in a way that it never bothered me. I felt like if it's going to help other people, I'm totally cool with this, and it yeah. didn't trigger me to get really angry. Or, but I really honor and respect people that say, "Hey, I already have issues with things near my face. Like it freaks me out. Like mm-hmm. it." makes me feel confined or yeah I totally get that too right like there's so yeah. many I get, when I wear them I get hot flashes and I'm all like yeah you start sweating yeah I'm you like wow sweating. this is this is like wearing a scarf in Florida wow okay I'm like this will be over someday I think yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it, 
I also had um, similar interactions with cystic fibrosis community members. Um, in 2018, I got really close with Joe Mitchell, one of our um, uh, crossing warriors. And um, I had a cold and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to come to the meeting because I have a cold and Joe will be there. So whatever. And they're like, you could wear a mask. And I'm like, I think I'll just stay home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was, uh, and I had to really think about that. I'm like, oh, they like wear masks all the time and they yeah. have to choose to like stay home or wear a mask and they choose to wear a mask and go out yeah. much more frequently yeah. than I think yeah. I would. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. I was thrown in the situation where like I had to wear a mask all the time and I was like, well, yeah. get really comfortable masks. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's super important. I went through several very uncomfortable masks until I started to find like the, the brand and size and like certain like ear or whatever things. And yeah. it's like, oh, this yeah. is a little better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little better. Um, I, I hear yeah. And then I also, I lived with Piper for a little while and um, she was part-time between our home and her mom's home. And um, one time I had a really bad cold and I was like, Hey Travis, I have a cold. Like I'm I don't know if you heard me. I was coughing all night and I know Piper's supposed to come this weekend. Like do you want me to go stay somewhere? Do you want me to like do so, like what I don't know what to do and he's like no, it'll be fine. But what he ended up doing is him and Piper went somewhere else mm. and had mm. like a a mm -hmm. weekend doing something that wasn't in the house. Yeah. And I was like I felt guilty because I had a cold, but I was like, it's not my fault. I didn't get the cold on purpose. Yeah, I, yeah. I live here and I don't have another place to live. Like this yeah. is where I pay rent for now. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, there's a yeah. lot of emotions that come up around spreading germs to the cystic fibrosis community. Yeah. And then also to make sure that like with all the different dynamics of COVID and restaurants and social places and like, you know, everything that's going yeah. on. Yeah. The studio that I was teaching at indoors for a while, it was all masks all the time. Like mm -hmm. even while you're practicing, mm -hmm. there was nothing, there wasn't really, it wasn't heated. There was mm -hmm. no real, like I didn't go to any vinyasa classes. Um, yeah. There was a lot of like restorative and chill. I actually changed my yoga class that I was teaching there to like basically laying on the floor the whole yeah. time yeah. because it was the most comfortable for me to teach. But also yeah. when I practiced, I was most comfortable yeah. with a mask on. Yeah. Gotcha. I hear ya. I hear ya. What a what a turn of events. Um what a strange, <laughs> strange trip this has been. What a long, strange trip it's been. Um, you know, there's in Hawaii a really strong water culture. Uh, like you have the Hokulea, which reenacts the travel across the Pacific on a sailboat the way the Hawaiians did hundreds, thousands of years ago. Um, and there's a strong tradition and culture of, of people paddling island to island. Can you give me some or share some insight on like, why what what or what come what, what's what is that all about like this whole like going across like a gulf stream or from island to island what's the appeal um i think i just like distance paddling so <laughs> i just i like to get on i like packing and preparing for things i like mm. doing trips mm. i like leaving mm. the country i like mm. traveling mm. and like whenever i go somewhere i'm like i drive over a bridge and i'm all like oh i think i could paddle that waterway <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and it almost makes me feel crazy if i'm in the car with somebody who doesn't paddle because i'm like 
Ooh, have you ever paddled here? They're like, no, I, I, no, I don't uh-huh, think so. Uh-huh. And I'm like, like, have you ever gone over the Skyway Bridge on the way to St. Petersburg? Um, That's a St. Pete Skyway. I feel well. So you're in Tampa, and then you head north to St. Pete. Is that the one? I think the it's Skyway just Bridge? south. I think St. Pete's just south of Tampa. Oh, like you right. go yep. across the state. Yes, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a tall bridge, a big, and you can see a lot of water, yep. and you can also see the water moving. And I'm like, wow, I wonder how much tide pool is there. Like that—that <laughs> yeah. that must be a really strong tide under that bridge. And I think like. I wonder if you can paddle there because <laughs> you don't see like you see I boats, but the I, boats are so little because yeah, you're up so high yeah, and yeah. it's just so much water. Yeah. Um, but back to the the Hawaiian roots of paddling from island to island um, in the I guess it was between the 2018 2019 crossing. I did a demo paddle in an outrigger canoe with the man who makes them. Uh, his name's Hugo. And we he knew that I was involved in the crossing and his idea was he wanted to like create an outrigger community in the area and like hopefully teams will participate in like all these different races we have going on around here and also hopefully participate in the crossing and um we get in the boat and we paddle from like Juno Park area Oh, the rowing club over, mm-hmm, it's just uh, mm-hmm. south of Juno Park, out towards the, the lake, towards Bunyan Island, and then we stop, and he's like, lava, which means stop paddling, and he starts talking about how it's an ancient tradition to paddle from island to island, and so this journey that I'm preparing for is not really that unusual, and while it's brave of me to do it, it's not something that is unknown to mankind and then he started singing a hawaiian song to honor the ocean and i was just like i was on the verge of tears it was so beautiful and so moving that that when i when i think about it i think this we we do this we we paddle from one place to the other and like we've evolved our travel so now we take boats or airplanes when we paddle when we go across oceans but it doesn't mean that we can't paddle across yeah, any expanse yeah, of water. Yeah. Like I know so many people that have successfully made it from one side to the other. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm, I could do it. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I like the way you think. Cause yeah, probably some people would not think that they think that's crazy. There's no way I could do that. I think that's part of the challenge of it. Right. Like the, I could do it. Then you actually get out in it and you go, this is so hard. It's so hard. But then you, whatever you pull off just feels so incredible. It yeah. Feels so amazing. One of the things that is really stunning to me is, um, the, the, the sensation of like being in the middle of the ocean. So you're like out of reach of both sides of land. And then there's so much water underneath you. The Gulf Stream's so deep. It's like, a, it's a big mm, ravine. Mm. And, um, I think of how like over in the Hawaiian islands, it's so much deeper because the land on both sides is so much taller and how much deeper those waters must be and how incredible that must feel. Yeah. Um, Like when I get into the Pacific ocean, I'm like, this ocean is so much bigger than our other one. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, there's nothing like when you actually start getting on a boat and going over to the Bahamas and you go from that 10 mile point to like 20 miles out in there. Oh my gosh. It's like purple. The water turns. Oh my gosh. 
you just you look down and the rays of the sunlight go down toward like infinity to like a little yeah. pinhole sort of thing where yeah. you see like light fraction you know, like light lines going yeah. down this one thing and it's just so so blue and yeah. so deep it's just got an incredible feel about it it's amazing <laughs> The, the trips I go over on, I'm like, you know, there's usually fishermen and they're like looking for fish and weed lines. And like whenever the <laughs> engines are off, I'm like, can I jump in yet? Is it, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Are there, can I jump in now? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I usually like, there's usually like two or three stops along the way because somebody sees something mm. like they see a bird and they start mm. looking for fish. And I'm like, yeah. can I jump in? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I need to get back in the water and I'll jump in. I don't have goggles on and I just, I can't go down very deep and I'll just like go down and turn over and let myself float to the top. And I'm like, there's so much water here. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And then they give me a mask. I'm like, uh -huh. I don't know what you want me to look at. There's nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. down there. <laughs> Into the abyss. <laughs> yeah. But you're right about the, the, the light. Like you can dive down and it's still just, it's filtering light down to darkness and yeah. like this deep, dark, bluish yeah. purple. You can see the sun rays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. It's, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> it's unbelievable. I, um, you know, I, I want to at least mention here now that I'm including your fundraising link, Julie. So thank you. If anybody is listening, wants to donate to a really good cause, um, go to Julie's fundraising page. You'll see it in the link in the linear notes. And I mean, like one dollar or $10,000, whatever you can give. All the dollars. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, it, even if it's like, I'll donate a dollar, it's appreciated. And it's not really for us. It's really for the cystic fibrosis community, obviously. And yeah. um, I say it's appreciated because I've, I have felt their appreciation. Like, it's pretty overwhelming, you know, yeah. like the amount of appreciation there is for for these efforts that you're going through. So um, I just, please, uh, you know, if you're up for it, that'd be awesome. Much appreciated. Um, I feel like we've been able to cover the majority of the topics. Wait, we didn't cover that we're what both is? teaching yoga in Bimini. Oh, good point. Thank you. Thank <laughs> on you. On separate islands. Uh, on separate islands this time. The, cr the crossing. <laughs> for those of you that are actually going to the crossing, um, that is listening that are listening to this julie you're going to be on the, I'll be on the south, south island, island teaching at bimini cove's pool deck that's right i'll be at the north island at the bimini big game club at 6 30 in the morning nice and mine yeah. will be at seven seven cool yeah. <laughs> We're trying to beat the sun and also not get chowed by the noceums that's oh my gosh. quite the challenge in summertime in the bahamas like yeah if you go to the bahamas in the summer bring long sleeve shirts bring long flowing pants <laughs> and some bug spray because <laughs> they will eat you alive um <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that's cool. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, that was really fun t teaching some yoga. I think definitely one thing I noticed is that prior to the crossing, uh, teaching like a strong vinyasa class seemed not really necessary. Like there's so much nerves. Like one thing I mm -hmm. found is like, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, this year because my nerves got so jacked up on the last year, like I don't think I've ever felt so much adrenaline prior to even launching off the shoreline. It was so nerve wracking. I, oh my gosh. And I, I'm sure other people just go and just like are chill. I don't just know. A great time, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've hugged a lot of nervous people. Oh my gosh. Cause even people that have done it before, they're like, 
they're excited at least, you know, yeah. like standing on the they're beach excited. in the dark yeah. is really an exciting thing. <laughs> Good point. Cause we launched from the beach at 2 AM. Oh so like everyone gets lined up and then they honk this bullhorn and everyone runs out into the water and there's boats about 50 feet yards off and that each one has a different colored light and you just start heading for your boat and then <laughs> you're waiting on the beach seeing all these people just head off and you see their lights trail off into the distance where you can't see them anymore and then... And then you're your just, wave comes and, and it's your turn yeah. and you're in the water and you're like, oh, shoot, oh, now we're doing God. it. Yeah. We're crossing now. Dude, it's so fun. It is so <laughs> awesome. Oh, my gosh. So, um, so yeah, a little bit of gentle yoga beforehand. How mm. can other, how, what are other ways that people can get involved? Obviously, you know, isn't there a virtual, a way people can virtually get involved? You can be a virtual during? paddler. Yeah. Um, I think the virtual paddlers have a $250 minimum, mm -hmm. um, and those can be added to any team, or you can make your own team name. Um, donating your time at the beach landing would also be a really good way. You can contact me through the linear links, and I can put you in touch with the right people. My dad is one of the people that's on the beach in that catcher position, um, helping orchestrate and make sure like there's ice to ice down the Celsius and there's like, you know, somebody knows who's where and like, you know, your boards are in a spot and like, I don't know what else is going on. There's yeah. so much. That's a good point because some people want to get involved in the karma community aspect yeah. of the crossing and there's a ton of work that yeah. has to be done on the behind the scenes. This is a volunteer it's, run organization. Like we only, the Piper's Angels only has three actual employees. Everybody else involved volunteers. Yeah. And um, it's amazing because there's a huge amount of community support and we always need more. Yeah. So please help out if, you're, <laughs> if you've been sitting around and kind of bored and don't have anything to do or you're super busy mm -hmm. and you want more. Yeah. You're, still, you're still wanting to add more. Um, that's cool, Julie. I'm curious then. I'd like f what, what, what sort of advice slash inspiration slash, thought, slash thoughts would you like to share with us as we start to taper toward our landing here? Um, gosh, I don't know. That's too random. That's, that's too random. That's I need to be more focused on my question. <laughs> <laughs> what, general advice was, to uh, you or general uh, yeah, advice to yeah, our listeners? Well, yes, I've been having a little, a little trouble getting motivated this year to train. <laughs> oh, um, intervals. Yeah. I found myself um, stamped for time. And mm. so doing intervals is a good way to tax the body and it takes less time. So... Um, that's been helpful. I was real resistant to it in the past years because I was like, whatever, I'll just go paddle for like, you know, I don't know, like 12 hours. I'll be fine. No big mm -hmm, deal. I'll just mm -hmm. paddle forever. I have enough snacks, but with the intervals, you have to, um, monitor your heart rate and there's all these other aspects that go into it, but you feel tired and you feel exhausted and you feel like you've worked really hard. And it also makes your body look for oxygen, mm. which is what we're gonna need in order to sustain across the whole Gulf Stream mm. at a steady heart rate. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been doing intervals to accommodate for my my lack of time. Yeah, okay, um, I like so that. that. That That's would be advice. my advice to yeah, you, Todd, yeah, is- I appreciate that. Um, Intervals. <laughs> yeah. If you're a yogi, how can you how can you add interval training into a yoga practice? Um, I would say that like doing something where you have like a 
a strong vinyasa for a couple minutes and then like a, a resting, like a yin yang fusion yeah. where you're really splitting it up back and forth between them. Um, nice. yeah. I find that the uh, the Ashtanga practice can have mm. some of those aspects because you always come back to Tadasana or you mm. come back to seated mm. mm-hmm. between every pose or movement. Mm. It gets your heart rate gets up, but you have to monitor your breathing. Mm. I don't know. I would yes. say that Ashtanga practice has like some really good elements in there. That's a good point. Where you're super active and then mm. you hold. Mm-hmm. You're super active. Yeah, it's interesting. What about, obviously you can tie this into everything, walking the beach. Mm-hmm. You could do a hard walk and then you either sit or walk slow. And then yeah. a strong, yeah. So uh, when you're making dinner at night, you can chop real fast. <laughs> <laughs> chop real slow. Stir real, oh, <laughs> yeah. stir real fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making bread probably has some aspects. There you we have go. to like knead it and then <laughs> yeah. rest and knead it and rest. <laughs> right. So yeah, interval all day long. <laughs> pranayama (laughs) breathe slow (laughs) but we get a little weird when you start doing these sort of things you know you get into really all these little minuscule details you you start uh (laughs) so yeah anyway i figured i'd let you know that's normal (laughs) are we are we normal Um, Uh, i mean you're normal to me i think so all right fair enough Julie, it's so great to have you here. I really appreciate you coming and taking the time and some time out of your schedule. And um, I'm so excited to see you in the Bahamas, out in the middle of the ocean, waving from afar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Air waves. <laughs> and um, yeah, I really appreciate it. You've motivated me a lot Aww. and you've given me a ton of inspiration. And You've helped me so much when I start freaking out about how am I going to do this or that. You've always been very methodical in your organization of preparing for things, and I really appreciate that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. So I hope we can do this again. Let's do this after the crossing. Oh, and we can Let, talk about our experience. Yeah. Okay, and we we'll, can put we'll, that on the calendar. We'll bounce. <laughs> they will give it a couple of weeks after the crossing. Okay. So we actually recover. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that sounds or, good. Or, or three days at least, three or four days. Yeah. Maybe like three or four days after we're still amped. Uh, we'll still be amped five days? At least days? a week. A at week. Least a All week. right. Okay. I have, my, I have my whole week after of like super late <laughs> schedule. I have nice. one thing I'm doing a day and- um, Nice. And that's, that's, I'm going to do a lot of laying and staring at a wall. Yeah. You pretty much don't want to try to move. No. <laughs> you don't lay down and just like, don't make me get up. <laughs> Can you please have something delivered? Yeah. You get the little bell out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you're glad there's like uh, what's that DoorDash or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the food delivery services. That's right. That's right. Massage delivery. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a good idea. You know what I saw the other day? someone had like a massage food truck like they had a like a food truck but decked out like a spa massage truck so you like get in the the truck and have your treatment you just show up somewhere and say hey (gasps) come on in you have it fully decked out on the inside and I said, a, I said to Tamara, okay. I'm like, oh, I got to get one. She was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> a sprinter with, van would work. And then be, you can like yeah. convert it into your and it vacation was mobile. Fully decked out. Oh my gosh. Like, walk, like you walked into the most, like <gasps> it was a really high end truck. That's like, cool. Right? Right? Well, did you see that locally? Where was that? I, uh, it was, uh, I can't remember where I saw it. was an ad, like a picture ad or oh my yeah, gosh. I think I saw 
someone advertising that they had it and i thought brilliant idea so yeah whoever has let's we'll order that up (laughs) (laughs) nice to drive you home from the beach to your house i love conversion vans that's just a new twist on it that would be awesome (laughs) nice well until next time thanks my friend namaste namaste all right thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed my chat our chat and I, again, if you feel inclined to want to lend a little support, show your appreciation to Julie for paddling across the ocean, <laughs> put some blood, sweat, and tears into this baby, no doubt. Remember, go to the links down below, check out her fundraising page, crowdrise.com slash namaste dash afloat. And remember to check her out on Instagram at J-A-H-A-R-T-S. Julie and I are going to be teaching yoga over in Bimini before the event on the Friday and the Saturday. So on Friday the 25th and Saturday the 26th, we'll be doing that at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. I'm going to try to live stream the yoga class from my phone over there, and I'll have the link on our website. So if you want to watch and see the crew and uh, practice with us while we're in Bimini, that would be awesome. Uh, Go to our website, nativeyogacenter.com. And all right, well, thanks again, and I can't wait to connect with you again soon. Take care. Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd like to give credit to the music, Bryce Allen Band. Thank you so much for making us some fresh sounds for us. Check them out, BryceAllenBand.com. Remember, you can visit us at nativeyogacenter.com. I have a special for live stream. If you, no matter where you live, you can join with us some yoga classes and you can try us out two weeks free. Go on our website, nativeyogacenter.com. On the homepage, there's a link. Try live stream two weeks free. Click it and off you're off and running. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time, be well. <laughs>